Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to episode 74 of Concussion Talk Podcast. I'm Nick Mercer, and along with Aaron Guilfoyle, we will talk to Ryan Phillips about post-concussion syndrome, PCS, and about being happy. Aaron and I are now talking to Ryan Phillips, and Ryan is going to tell us about his background, just generally where you, where you grew up and how you got started in uh, in hockey and uh, all that stuff and uh, everything in uh, in BC, I believe, right? Uh, absolutely, no. Uh, super grateful to uh, be uh, on the show and uh, experience, uh, you know, share my experience with uh, not just athletics, but obviously uh, uh, concussion awareness, uh, brain health, and uh, what I do, uh, obviously, to combat and cope with uh, the brain injuries that I've sustained. Uh, I'm from Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, that's where my uh, where my dream started uh, to be an NHL hockey player. You know, I probably had a stick in my hand by the when I was born, it was like my dominating dream. That's all I thought about was, you know, playing in the NHL on my my hero, uh, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Steve Eisenman, you name it. I mean, my, my room was like one giant vision board of, uh, of, of my dream. And, um, you know, by the time I was 15, I was being highly uh, sought after by, you know, all the major junior teams in the Western Hockey League. Uh, before that, This was like before they had the draft, so... We're going back into like, you know, 1990, 91 uh, seasons. <laughs> like, shows my age, 40, 45 years uh, young, even though I don't feel it. Some days I feel a thousand, some days I feel like I'm five. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so I, uh, I actually sustained my first uh, concussion uh, when I actually fell out of a tree when I was uh, probably about six years old. And I remember being knocked out cold. Um, as I came to consciousness, um, you know, I didn't, I remember not feeling right at all, very nauseous and just like completely discombobulated and out of sorts. I was uh, rushed to the hospital and I clearly remember that because my grandfather was in the hospital having a, 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 some surgery done on his leg. And so I was actually in the hospital for two days and, you know, they told me that I had sustained a concussion. Um, but you know, back, uh, you know, uh, that no, uh, back 40 know. years ago now, Christ, it doesn't seem like it's that long in retrospect, <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the education back then and the knowledge that, you know, that we have now was kind of limited and, you know, that perpetuated obviously where I just, 
uh, from that point on, it was like I, I was very sensitive to everything, you know, uh, my emotions and whatnot. Um, being mentally very resilient at that age and being able to perpetuate forward academically, I was still real good. I was fine. Um, you know, uh, sports was one thing that obviously uh, kind of took my mind off of whatever was like, kind of going on. Uh, hockey being obviously number one. Um, I have sustained seven diagnosed concussions uh, over my life. Uh, five in hockey, two outside of hockey. I was having a conversation actually last night with a gentleman that um, uh, he played in the NHL for a while. I won't name his name because I just don't want to throw it out there. But, you know, we talked about CTE and whatnot. And, you know, he suffers from that as, as well. And um, it's just like literally talking to your to, to the mirror. You know, it's the same symptoms, uh, you know. The ups and downs, like a roller coaster. One day if you're feeling kind of fine, and then you know uh, you're feeling optimistic. The next day, uh, it's you know getting out of the bed. Getting out of bed is like the hardest thing in the world. Just putting a shirt on, even taking a shower. The light sensitivity, even in my eyes, and you know I'm just one of those never give up guys. That I try to keep going and you know try to put a good positive message forward. But you know, let's go back to the hockey thing for a sec. Um, my first year playing in the Western Hockey League, which would have been my draft year, uh, I was rated high third round. So the Western uh, Hockey League is, West Hockey League is just is just West Coast of Canada and U.S. Yeah, excuse me, sir. The West Coast of uh, West Coast Hockey League is just Canada and U.S. Right? The WHL, yeah. yeah. So the o, the OHL of the West, and yeah. like the back major junior hockey league of the West. So yeah. major junior WHL. You know, obviously, you know, thousands and thousands of players have been drafted out of the WHL and yeah, gone on to have very, very successful NHL careers. You know, there was no plan B for me. Uh, you know, it was just, you know, I was going to be playing in the NHL by 18 in my mind. And, you know, um, I say this humbly. I had the skill set. I had the size. And, um, but, you know, unfortunately, that first year away from home, um, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, things that added into not just uh, the concussions, but, you know, just your mental faculties as far as, you know, being part of a team where the culture has changed a lot over the years, right? So, um, you know, like a lot of that was like, you know, a lot of the rookie hazing and, uh, you know, the rituals that went on that have been so uh, candidly and publicly, you know, uh, being spoken about uh, on a on a national and international level right now with, you know, such players that came out with like, uh, with the likes of Theron Fleury, uh, Shelby Kennedy, uh, you know, even Dan Carcillo recently, you know, with his, uh, with his issues with his coach in uh, Sarnia. Um, you know, when I met Dan in Belleville uh, last year at a public speaking engagement uh, that we did for, uh, for mental health awareness, uh, it was with the Ducky brand. And, you know, it was, it was nice to meet Dan and, and see that, you know, just, uh, it's, it's always nice to meet people that are going through the same kind of similar, you know, stuff that you are. So it kind of makes you feel like you're less alone on this journey. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, that, that first year away from home, I, uh, I, it was, I, I got hit from behind um, as I was going full speed, breaking on, on the, on the, on the left-hand side of the, of the, of the ice. And I got hit from behind going full speed. And I remember tucking my head underneath my chin right at the last second before I hit the boards. Uh -huh. And um, I actually 
I, I, so I, I suffered a, a really bad neck injury. I didn't break my neck, but I have severe arthritis in my neck now. I was out for probably about a minute and a half or so, like knocked unconscious. And uh, I also broke my shoulder in three places and dislocated it at the same time. And uh, I remember uh, my dad always said, said, you know, whenever you get knocked down on the ice, get right back up. And, you know, there was, I remember that night, there was a record crowd in the stands. They were playing, playing against the Seattle Thunderbirds. So there's 15,000 plus people uh, in the stands at the Tacoma Dome. And um, I get up, I'm seeing stars, I'm wobbling to the bench. And, you know, the, you know these are the days where just people just didn't really have the knowledge of, you know, of like what happens. You know, uh, when you get that shock, to obviously, to your brain. And um, next thing I know, the coach kicks me in the ass and tells me to get out there uh, for the next shift. This is like, you know, not even two minutes later after being unconscious, knocked unconscious and sustaining a very heavy concussion with the broken shoulder and dislocated shoulder at the same time. And um, my shoulder just dropped. It dropped literally probably half a foot, uh, literally. Um and I, I looked up at my, my mom, my dad, uh, my grandparents, they were in the stands. I remember looking at my father and he was just, you know, had this, I'll never forget that look on his face of worry. And I, and I literally just, I mouthed the words, I'm F-U-C-K-E-D. I'm just, you know, like, I'm, I was just, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a really, really tough, tough time. Um, especially with the draft coming up uh, that year and being like touted high and, um, next thing you know, I'm out for four months and, you know, I got rushed to the hospital and, uh, they had to cut my jersey off and yeah, it was just, you know, those, those four months were really tough, a lot of confusion, uh, still trying to fit in with the team by, with not even playing. And that's where a lot of substance abuse actually kind of got poured into the, you know, into the, into, into the mental soup, so to speak. And, um, you know, just trying to fit in. You know, next thing you know, you're getting booze poured down your throat and all the the initiations of getting, you know, I mentioned it on other podcasts before, and I'm not trying to throw the league under the bus or, um, you know, I don't want to, I love the game of hockey. It's got, a, you know, a very deep, deep love in my heart. Uh, but these are days of, you know, major rookie initiations that were, were, were not, were very harmful on young kids' psyche and, you know, getting taped up and, Going into the hot box into the bathroom there with you know seven eight guys butt naked and you're not allowed to come out until you got all your clothes on and yeah it was you know really hard um, you know to go through that after going through you know an impacting brain injury where you don't even really know what's going on because you know I was you know I was at, at that point I was a straight A student and now my cognitive ability to even concentrate you know with academics be, uh, was getting hindered. And I, didn't, I just didn't even know what was going on. Like, what is going on with my brain? But I just, you know, I kept shoving it down and putting it like it's no big deal. And it's, I, just, I had no educational uh, variety of, you know, what a, what a concussion really is. And, you know, the injury to the brain, like a, with CTE, is just so, you know, everything that comes along with it, the suicidal ideation. I do know why people take their lives. Would I take my own life? Not a chance. I'm, I'm, I, I, I just don't give up. Um, you know, my, my message to people that do have sustained, you know, major uh, head trauma, minor head trauma, anything, 
and are suffering from any mental health issues that have, you know, been caused by a, a knock to the head or any kind of trauma whatsoever is really, is to, to really source out the best help available. And that's what I had to do. And until I did that, I wasn't really able to gain any clarity on what I actually was, you know, dealing with. And it just kind of opened up like the floodgates of other people being open and, you know, um, you know, beyond hockey, all the concussions I sustained with hockey that, you know, cut my career short um, due to, you know, these issues that were sustained, not just from concussions, but obviously, you know, your attitude towards the game, you're not able to perform at peak performance and whatnot. Um, you know, it, can be, it left me kind of hanging with a little bit of resentment towards the game where, like, why am I not being taken care of the right way um, if I do have a problem, say, with substance abuse and whatnot? And I know it's changed a lot now. There is a substance abuse program in the Canadian Hockey League, in the National Hockey League. All the major leagues happen now, which is awesome. I'm really, like, super stoked about that. Um, you know, I was band-aiding my, uh, my pain with, you know, painkillers and, uh, you know, you name it, uh, whatever they gave me. It was, you know, back then it was Percocets and... Uh, morphine and, uh, you know, which led into clomazepams and Xanax and whatever else to, you know, kind of stave away, like, you know, why am I feeling like this? The anxiety and, you know, I didn't know what depression was. Like, why am I feeling so down? And, you know, why do I have my hands in my face all the time and just scared and, and, and living in fear? And that literally was my brain just like on that fight or flight, but literally 99.9% of the time my brain was on flight. And, you know, as you can tell, intellectually, I can speak no problem, but the pressure on my brain is still there. You know, I do, uh, I do a, a lot of massage, um, like energetic massages that are hitting pressure points that, you know, I, I really I try to stay hydrated. Um, I, I do whatever, whatever I can do to actually just, you know, kind of make it through the day with less pain, so to speak, because obviously body follows mind. And we obviously carry, a lot, carry so many neurotransmitters, you know, in our gut. And so I have to be really cognizant on what I put in my system as far as, you know, food. Um, so like every factor plays into the demographics of our overall, say, getting to the point of homeostasis, you know, where our right brain and left brain are working as one. And unison, so to speak. So, um, I mean... I, like I said, I'm no expert. I'm learning as I go. I, you know, I, I listen to people that have, you know, obviously gone through similar trauma. Um, and, yeah, it's not always easy being able to accept the fact that, you know, this, this injury isn't something that, you know, is just going to go away overnight. It's, it's never going to go away. It can just be actually, it can only be really um, treated to the best of its capabilities. And, you know, um, I, I really, truly wish there was more resources. Uh, it is one of the main driving forces why I rode across uh, uh, Canada and four other countries uh, in 2019. It wasn't just for mental illness. It was, it was for, you know, it was for concussion awareness. It was for, you know, any mental health disorder. I was told I had bipolar. I don't, later I found out I don't have bipolar. I have... I got post-concussion syndrome. It's what I have. I have CTE. I don't have bipolar. Um, do I suffer from depression? A lot of the times, yeah, I do. You know, and I try to, like, you know, kill it with positivity. And, you know, I write down a journal of gratitude and all that kind of stuff. And, it's it, yeah, I mean, life, life 
life's hard enough as it is. So then when you throw a concussion and, you know, all these things on top of it, which, you know, come with the symptoms, um, every day is a battle, but, you know, I, I don't back down. I'm, uh, I don't back down with life and, and life's challenges. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a humble warrior. And that's, I'm not, I'm not trying to get famous through any bike rides or anything like that. I'm just really, really trying to perpetuate a message of hope. Mm. Great. Yeah. yeah, I had a question there. So usually um, with athletes who have suffered concussion, there's a loss of identity they often feel. And that, especially at that form of age, you were going into hockey and having that basically as your life. And like, that was your only dream kind of thing. No backup plan. When the concussion started adding on to that, why do you think you stuck with it? Because it was so much part of your identity. And would there be anything like that would have made you leave it for any reason? That's a great question because uh, I remember at, like at the age of 17 or 18, always feeling very, very depersonalized and out of body. And, you know, that was obviously a defense mechanism in the brain, um, you know, just like closing off, you know, as, as a defense mechanism pretty much. And, you know, as far as um, you asked, like, like, as far as like plan B, is that what you're asking? Like, I mean, yeah, like I my mom, struggle. Yeah, I it, it was yep. when I, it, hockey was all I knew at the time, yeah. and I didn't want to let myself down. I didn't want to let my, my my dad, my mom, my family, my community. You know, I was supposed to be the guy. I was supposed to be the guy that was going to be playing in the NHL at eighteen, nineteen. You know, that was the, you know the skill level that, that like that I humbly say that I was at. You know, playing with the likes of the Paul Koreas uh, that were, you know, right around my age at the time and the Brendan Morrisons and, you know, uh, I mean, the list goes on, you know, th those are my peers. And, you know, uh, a lot of, I guess, what hurt, I was always really proud of, the, of my friends that made it to the NHL and, and you know, you know attained their dream. Um, but there was a lot of hurt there because I wasn't able to really give my full 100% and be as good as I actually, you know, could have been um, because of sustaining these, you know, these injuries that, um, you know, I, I don't wish them on my worst enemy. I really don't. I'm grateful yeah. for my life. I believe that everything happens for a reason. And just even talking to you guys right now is part of the definite purpose of my life is just to pay it forward where I can give people a message that if they're not feeling right after being knocked in the head, you know, if they do have concussion syndromes or, you know, any uh, type of mental health syndrome is um, they're just to be able to reach out for help. Just reach yeah. out for help. So That's, Yeah, I find with athletes especially, they're so driven to stick with the sport they're in and, like, keep going with that. Would there be anything you think that could reach them to bring them out of that if they've suffered a severe concussion? Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, yeah, that's another great, great question. I mean, as far as like what I did, I mean, I won't, uh, I mean, obviously my, my story's publicized uh, quite, uh, you know, globally now with obviously being featured on National Geographic um, as the king of weed. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was, I was really hurt, I guess, um, by, you know, what happened with, uh, you know, emotionally with the game. And I was living in the States at the time, you know, well, that's where I was playing hockey in the States. And there was all kinds of guys down there that wanted, you know, BC marijuana. And next thing you know, uh, you know, that business fell on my lap. It was quite lucrative. And, uh, you know, the, the less I was able to, like, really give the best of my abilities to the game of hockey and the more lucrative th- that this business uh, became, it was like it was almost like I was caught between two worlds. Um, the business of marijuana enabled me to have a team around me where I was able to build a team. And at the end of the day, it's like we all want love and acceptance. And so, you know, it, it, it was built into a massive empire in a business. And that's obviously why, you know, National Geographic wanted the story and whatnot. And a lot of people want the story. And, and that's all good. I'm OK with that. But that was all a byproduct of, you know, losing my identity of a hockey player. But then at the same time, because it's such a fascinating lifestyle on the, on, on the, on the outer confines, so to speak, not in the arena, but on the outside of the arena, you know, like the whole, like the glamour and the glitz on the outside isn't so pretty on the, uh, 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 you know, behind the scenes. Right. So, um, you know, not to downgrade the game of hockey or by any means, I just, I, I really was, I was, like I said, I was hurt. And the next thing you know, this business falls on my lap. And I was like, oh, I'm able to live the same kind of life, even even, even bigger and, and so-called better and, and not get treated a, a certain way by, uh, you know, a multitude of coaches. Because a lot of these coaches didn't understand why I wasn't able to give my all. You know, they would, they'd be like, what's your problem? And I'd be like, well, I have a, a terrible migraine headache. I got vertigo right now and I can't see out there. And it'd be like, quit faking it. You know, like, I'm like, I'm not faking anything. Like, why would I fake a migraine? I want to be out there more than anything in the world. And 
it's not, you know, like these migraines, I don't know if they were, uh, you know, obviously a, a ripple effect maybe from the concussions. Um, and I still get them, you know, I, I'll go like a couple of years where I don't get them at all. And then I'll get like, you know, three in two weeks and they last for four or five days. Yeah. And I, I actually was on a podcast two weeks ago and I had a, a, a massive migraine. Migraines are completely different than a regular headache. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you know that, Aaron. And uh, I don't know if you guys suffer from migraines, but for any migraine sufferers out there, you know, for uh, my symptoms is uh, it's almost like a moving stroke. You know, uh, I'll, I'll slur my speech. Um, you know, I get numbness all in, in my in, in my lips. Uh, my left arm usually goes really numb and tingly. That's the onset. Then I get the vertigo where I can only see like maybe half the screen. I can't think straight. And it's so scary. It's the scariest place to be because you're like, am I going to come out of this? Mm-hmm. Is it like, and, you know, uh, I mean, I pray, I literally, I mean, I'm not, a, I believe we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, but I tell you, I, I pray to something out there and <laughs> like, thank God, I, I don't know. It's just, it's so complex, you know, it's just like, you know, I, I, I say a lot of the time people talk about mental illness. Well, uh, mental illness, to me, a lot of it is society illness. It's all these labels that they bestow upon us. CTE, concussions, you know, it is. It's an illness. And a lot of that is just, you know, thank God it's being brought to the forefront. And, uh, you know, that's why I will continue to be an advocate for not just mental health awareness but obviously like big time what's like my main thing is concussions you know so it's it's all part of the same demographic obviously but um i'm really proud of you guys for you know having this podcast and being able to like shoot out messages to people where they can have uh, that one word that i believe is so 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 important for all of us to move forward in life is h-o-p-e having hope yeah and Hope comes in numbers too. It's it's all about you know being able to bind together as one and really have to have a support network around us where we can reach out. It's one thing to do a podcast and hear things. It's another thing to be able to actually reach reach out to certain people that say, okay, I, I get it, I understand, you know. So I'm one of those people that I don't know. I, Throw my Instagram handle on there. People want to reach out to Ryan Phillips and 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 and, ha- and get some. Um, some maybe some uh, some feedback on their their own neurological uh, uh, issues, so to speak. I'm, I'm an open book. I'm very transparent, and I, uh, I can I can give them any kind of uh, if I can give them any kind of like beneficial advice. I'm always here to help. Yeah, I definitely appreciate your ability to describe your symptoms as well, because I find so many of the clients I work with, they're often like, I didn't honestly realize other people experience the migraine the same way I do. And then they get more hope from that. It's just hearing someone put into words what they didn't think anyone else had. Yeah. It's like sometimes I feel like somebody hijacked my brain, put somebody else's brain in there, and then scribbled black and pink crayon all over it and said, now work with this. I just wanted to ask if my audio has been messed up, but hopefully you can hear me. It's fine. I can um, hear you perfectly. Okay, Absolutely. Great, great. Awesome. Um, so I know you did migraines now. If you're major part, I've never, never had a problem with migraines myself. But uh, what other do you think lasting symptoms from your concussion do you, do you feel 
I don't know daily or just at all. I feel fatigue, lack of energy. Um, I am taking some products right now uh, that, that are helping me with that. Uh, I'm a firm believer in you know omega three fatty acids. Like you know, uh, Herring uh, Gold is actually a good brand. Uh, it's non GMO. Uh, it's fast absorption. Uh, omega three. Um, you know. DHA, EPA kind of thing. I take uh, turmeric. I take a lot of uh, D3. You know, vitamin D3. I take yeah. a lot of magnesium. Uh, vitamin C, obviously. And, uh, you know, uh, I do. I take CBD as well. It's legal here in Canada. So, you know, I take CBD. helps me with a little bit of calming when I get uh, into that kind of that uh, fight or flight, which is, for me, a lot of fight, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, it just is what it is. Um I know they're not completely legal yet, but I am an advocate for, you know, microdosing psilocybin. Oh, um, you know, I heard actually uh, that Oregon had a, uh, interesting note, it's November 4th today, but last night uh, in the U.S. election, Oregon had a ballot measure to allow psilocybin for critical care cancer patients, and uh, that was a, you know, voted yes or whatever. You do it as what did good up there. So anyway, that's just an aside. But. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So um, yeah, fire away. I'm an open book. Any other questions you want to ask me, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good to go. Uh, pertaining to hockey, pertaining to uh, anything in life. I'm, uh, I'm a firm believer of uh, being able to share and, uh, whatever I can do to get back to you guys as far as it, you know, I take away from the audience, just, uh, just give it. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, I have one, one question about the, your fatigue. What do you find there's a trigger for that or when you feel the most? Um, I think sometimes what happens is um, what triggers me is, is a lot of light sensitivity. So during the, my day times are probably my biggest struggle. That I have to, you know, just going into like say a Walmart or even, you know, just uh, a grocery store even, you know, the light sensitivity really affects me. Uh, I'm not that guy to be wearing shades in the, in the grocery store, yeah. but uh, I try to get it's in not and out of as possible. Um, yeah, uh, another trigger is when I actually, you know, when I talk to uh, other people about their trauma. That, that isn't really pertaining to concussions, but, you know, hearing a lot of just like, I don't really like to hear uh, uh, negative stuff in my life. Like, I really, I find I have to stay on a positive frequency to kind of have my life running in a smooth, somewhat, you know, not the deep, deep, you know, levels of like roller coasters of the ups and the downs of it, you know, like life ain't easy as it is, you know, but as far as like, you know, more of a kind of a, a more of a stream of life where it's not like being just like yeah, I'm getting totally discombobulated. But when I'm hearing somebody else's uh, you know story that doesn't really like involve like say concussions, um, but like a lot of trauma and stuff like that, that can, that triggers me. You mm-hmm. know, and because I can only I mean at the end of the day, I can really just do the best I can to help myself. And exactly. Then, you know, obviously try to do my best to like give my advice to others, but you know, um, I, I guess I kind of signed up for that when I went across a, a bunch of countries in 2019 that, uh, 
when I was doing it for, when I was doing it for mental health awareness, it wasn't just for concussions. It was for a lot of people that suffer from a lot of different maladies. And uh, so I, got, I get a lot of DMs and reach outs from people that, uh, you know, are suffering from things that, I mean, I, I, I'm, like I said, I'm not a psychiatrist. I've studied psychology for 15 years. I'm very interested on how the brain works. But at the same time, I don't have answers for for anyone uh, that's you know suffering from like I'm not a doctor. Um, all I can say is is it works for you. Research to find out what's going on inside and um, go about it in a way that's uh, you know uh, fast track it as fast as possible because your mental health everything starts up starts on top and if your thinking isn't right and. Uh, you know, disruptive behavioral patterns are coming into your experience and your your life is becoming unmanageable. You're having to cope with, uh, you know, uh, alcohol or drugs or whatever that aren't good for the system or for the brain, then, you know, you got an issue and you better attack that issue as fast as possible so you can live, which I believe that everybody deserves on this planet, especially if you have a big heart and you're doing good in the world, is to live a fulfilled life. And before I think I know Aaron had some questions about the uh, cycling, but uh, what do you do? If you, what do you do for yourself to make yourself feel uh, like a daily or with a weekly or whatever basis to make yourself feel better about? You said like exercise. I do a lot of exercise. You know, um, I try to get myself into the gym at least five six days a week, and I'll put two hours into the gym. Um, you know, I'll do at least an hour cardio. Uh, even when I'm feeling fatigued, I, I don't have, I mean, I used to be able to run like nobody's business, but, um, <laughs> sometimes I was having this chat last night, it's funny, I was like, I was averaging probably 130 kilometers a day when I was going across the second biggest, uh, large, uh, land mass in the world, which is Canada, yeah. and, uh, I don't know if there was some sort of centrifugal force or, uh, you know, a, a higher power that was pushing me forward, you know, even though I did have to visit seven different hospitals along the way to, um, you know, I had to obtain some medication to alleviate my anxiety because, I mean, my knees were just, you know, I, I, I was putting my, my physical apparatus, so to speak, to the ringer. Yeah. And um, so I, I believe that exercise as much as you can, uh, hydrate big time, you know, uh, six to eight glasses of water a day. I mean, I'm not perfect. Uh I'm human, right? So, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I do the best to put the right, the right kind of foods that agree with me into my body. And I mean, other than that, exercise, um, and just, if, if I'm feeling like crap, even though I don't want to pick up the phone, pick, I, I pick up the phone and I try to talk to somebody that's understanding and kind of puts me into a level of more comfort and, you know, alleviates a lot of anxiety. It's, it's amazing how, some, how people with compassion, when you reach out to people that actually can have that kindness and compassion in their heart to listen and give you a different perspective on, you know, on the way you feel. And it makes you feel less alone, like I said before. So, Yeah. Yeah, that kind of leads into what I was wondering about with the cycling part. Because I remember I watched the, I think like the introduction to the documentary for cycling. And uh, you said almost how cycling across gave you a process and a way to bring back your identity. So it was almost like cycling was a coping mechanism for you. And doing it for that purpose was kind of the big part driving you forward. 
Absolutely. I'm such a huge believer in, you know, definiteness of purpose. If we don't have a purpose, if we don't have a plan, then what's our existence really all about? And it wasn't like I attached an identity to it because I even said it in the beginning. I said, this isn't Ryan's ride at all. This is a ride for all the millions of people in the world that are suffering in tremendous pain and silence. And, you know, I was one of those guys that was suffering in tremendous pain and silence for so many years without saying anything because that my, my pride was getting the best of me. And, you know, um, you know, I, I was prescribed all kinds of medication. None of it worked. You know, none of it worked. I, I, I wasn't suffering from, from bipolar, yet I was given lithium. Uh, so I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take lithium for the first uh, little bit here of the bike ride and see if it works. And it had such a, uh, an adverse side effect, actually, that, and I don't mean to downgrade Big Pharma because I know they took uh, three minutes out of a TED Talk that I did after, uh, after I did the ride across Canada, I did a TED Talk on, on the whole ride. And I actually spoke very candidly on, you know, natural-based plant medicines having the ability to restore the brain to, uh, to homeostasis. And they actually cut that out of the TED Talk. And it was probably the most important thing that I think people should have heard is that, you know, we can, we can actually help our brain through neuroplasticity, through different, you know, cognitive, you know, um, um, you know ways of, uh, of coping, so to speak. Um, but, you know, they, uh, you know, a lot of these big conglomerates, you know, like Big Pharma and TED Talks is obviously a, a big thing in, in the world. And they don't want to ruin their name if some, you know, some guy, I'm just a guy, right, that went across the country. Because I care with my heart. And, uh, you know, um, the sad thing is, is that science back, that natural plant-based plant medicines help with the brain. They do. And uh, it's, you know, I, I don't know how bad uh, other people's symptoms are, but I find that, you know, putting a chemical into my body actually drains me more than actually putting in good food, lots of greens, lots of water, you know, good like detox teas, um, you know, even taking, uh, you know, a neural blend of, you know, uh, microdosing mushrooms and whatnot. Um, you know, if I have to do that, if I have to take the CBD and all this kind of stuff or whatever to, you know, stay level, so to speak, then, you know, that's what I'm going to do. Um, yeah. And the of course, it all depends on the person too. Yeah, but it'll all depend on how a person reacts to whichever as well, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I've been prescribed a Fexer, I've been prescribed a Bilify, I've been uh, prescribed uh, Prozac, um, I mean, you name it. Like, you, it's just been one thing after another, and none of them have worked. None yeah. of them. It can and, be so difficult trying to find that chemical cocktail that ever will, and some people just never do. So yeah, I'm glad yeah, you found at least like an effective method that helps you, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, and, and cannabis is, uh, I mean, it's legal in our country now. Cannabis helps me. I don't smoke it during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in, 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 in at night, um, I, I'll definitely, I take a couple puffs of, uh, it has to be the right strain. I don't smoke a whole, a full joint out. So it'll take me to the moon and it probably, you know, elevate my anxiety. But if I take, you know, two or three tokes, and, um, you know, it gives me a, a, a kind of a better sleep. I don't have to take a sleeping pill or anything like that. It actually opens up a lot of my creativity. Um, I love to write and, 
you know, right now with the whole C thing, it's kind of given me uh, a bit of a, uh, a stumbling block on uh, on speaking globally, and uh, that's you know kind of what I used, you know what I was doing was you know a lot of public speaking and you know um, speaking and writing and sharing and advocating and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, so now we got to use the medium of these podcasts, right? And that's one of the reasons why I started my own podcast, and a lot of it is exactly what we're talking about right now is having a lot of NHL guys, athletes, and whatnot talking about their their, their uh, issues from post-concussions and mental health journeys. Yeah, so my last question really just ties those two together. Like, so when you originally were in hockey and had your first concussions and all that, the mental health aspect and concussions weren't talked about at all by the coaches, really. Uh, do you think that has improved now, and what more would you want to see? I think uh, definitely in capitals, Y-E-S, yes. It's improved totally. Uh, you know, especially as far as the hazing and the rituals and whatnot. And I think the second a kid goes into the boards, uh, we all know now, uh, especially with like a player like Sidney Crosby, even that, um, you know, we all know what happened to him. That's anyone who's in the hockey world, you know, all the concussions that he sustained has been, you know, just so brutal. And for him to come back and, and, and to perform at the level that he does, I mean, I mean, kudos to him. It just shows his mental resilience. Um, I have Ryan. I have one question about um, did you for I do like his description. He described a concussion as sort of like if you have a cold, you feel sort of if you have a cold or flu, but that's as best you can do. To describe I, my, my description of, of my symptoms, and I know maybe and everyone has different symptoms. Um, I told you like, it feels like the old uh, brain's been hijacked, but a lot of the time it's pressure on the brain and. It almost, it's either pressure on the brain and it feels like, like a vice grip sometimes yeah. is like literally like just squeezing against my head and, and, it's, and it, which engulfs uh, a lot of fear and like, and then my, I start getting heart palpitations and anxiety and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, in order for me to alleviate that, it's, you know, a lot of deep breathing, um, uh, you know, I, I've been meditating for years. I'm not always super consistent on it, but I think the more consistent we are with actually, uh, we're, we're obviously creatures of habit. You know, uh, human beings, we're driven on, on our emotions and we're creatures of habit. So if we can actually structure our life with, you know, good habits of like, you know, doesn't mean you got to get up at four in the morning, five in the morning, whatever, but like, you know, Get up at maybe a, a decent hour. Um, take some time for yourself. You know, get a, get, get some water into you. Maybe whatever. If you're a coffee drinker, a tea drinker, I'm not going to tell anybody how to eat or live their life. But to get moving, to really get that energy, you know, energy in motion, right? It's, if you can get a, you know, walk in nature, if, if the weather allows. But, uh, yeah, I find get, getting a good sweat and releasing those natural endorphins even though sometimes our neuroreceptors, because of you know of what we've sustained, uh, aren't taking to it maybe as like a normal brain, uh, it's, it's still it's still fueling what we got to, uh, better than it would be if we were doing nothing. And sometimes it takes a lot, you know. Like for me, I didn't want to go to the gym two days ago. I was, yeah. I was scared to go to the gym. <laughs> this, that sounds weird, but, uh, you know, the second I got there, you know, 10 minutes after I got there and I'm 
kind of you know shocking the old uh, parasympathetic, parasympathetic uh, uh, nervous system. You know, that's all connected to the vagus nerve and everything else and all that kind of stuff. And when we get into the whole like you know uh, science back part of it, um, you know, after two hours, I walk out of there and I feel like a new guy. And I'm like, it's you know, kind of overcoming that fear-based mentality of you know our brain going into that kind of stagnation and then being able to overcome that stagnation and, and just like keep moving it's i think that's the main thing with people that suffer from concussions is that they have a really hard time being able to move forward because they're like why do i have this is this ever going to go away and the fact of the matter is you know it's we just got to work with what we have to the best of our ability and uh, i just yeah. So, well, not, no, I think all my questions are out. Nick, go ahead. Your, your question with the Angel, I think they're done. They're done. Excuse me, sir? The Angel, like, what do you think? They think they're done. I think, yeah. How do you think the Angel, Angel is doing now? How do you think the Angel is doing towards concussion recovery? Even recognizing concussion hazing and, and all that stuff. So, how do you think the Angel, OHL, everything is doing? Um, well, I mean, I'm on the phone with, you know, daily with NHL guys, even pertaining to, you know, my, my podcast that I launched. Um, uh, I launched my podcast about a month and a half ago, and I'd love to have one of you guys on even as uh, to, to be able to maybe get some information as well. Um, it's, it's actually, it's called... I mean, uh, would you mind if I if I said my podcast on here? My next question would be to talk about would be, all would your, your social media and everything. So, uh, just sure. yeah, share yeah. it all. Plug then, everything. Blend it all in one minute. I will share it all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, my podcast is called All Over the Map, and you can you know obviously. Uh, Hop on there. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you name it. So it's you just got to search all over the map on, uh, it, it, it pops up. And we talk about a lot of what we're talking about right now. And you know, I think a lot of these guys too that I have on actually, you know, guys like Riley Cote played uh, for uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, and you know, he had his career short at 28. And he's all about brain health, and he's got his own product, Body Check, right now that uh, is, you know, helping a lot of people. And uh, you know, Riley's a great guy. Um, you know, so having these kind of people on on my podcast, which I don't even call it my podcast, it's all over the map. It's all it's it's about everybody. And um, you know, that's I just really I'm such a firm believer that sharing um, a positive message, especially in these times where people are really in like, you know, a state of unrest and scrutiny and fear is, is really, really important. And that's why, you know, I'm really proud of you guys for what you're doing. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's the reason why I started my podcast. You know, I started it because, uh, it's a medium to be able to help people out, you know, that are, uh, that are suffering and maybe not suffering, but that can help somebody that is. For sure. And, and so where else can people find you? Are you you're on uh, Instagram? Well, Instagram, <laughs> yeah, Instagram. Uh, I, I just made my uh, my my uh, handle public not that long ago. Um, so 
Um, I'm, I'm open. You can reach out to me on Instagram. Absolutely. It's, uh, uh, Ryan Phillips Warrior, so R Y A N P H I L L I P S Warrior, <laughs> and that's my Instagram handle. And then my podcast handle on the Instagram is uh, it's at All Over the Map Podcast. You can follow on there, and like I said, Spotify, Apple iTunes, all that kind of stuff. And reach out, absolutely reach out. I'm here and available. And uh, you know, until my heart stops beating, I'm never going to start advocating. Awesome. Did I say start or stop? <laughs> I already started, so I can't stop. Exactly. Once the wheels turn, there's no turning back. <laughs> that, 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 that's awesome. So, uh, did, uh, Andrew, do you have any, any other questions or anything else? And, no, uh, just thank you so much, Ryan. It was amazing talking to you and hearing more about your story. Can't wait to share it and get the message out and have more people reject you. I'm so, so proud of what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, uh, thanks so much, Ryan. We'll get this podcast out on Tuesday, November was tenth, November tenth. Yeah. Yeah, so, I look forward to sharing, sharing it. I'll share it on all my platforms, and uh, I'm not a super tech guy, but uh, I'll do my best to get it out there the best I can, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll always promote you guys uh, the best of my uh, capabilities because. Yeah, I'm I'm part of you guys. You know, uh, I'm part of the collective yeah. consciousness that's uh, you know dealing with a lot of stuff right now. So the more we can deal with some of these issues, the better world will be. Great. Exactly. Great. Thank you so All much. Right. Much love. Thanks. 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 Thanks so much, Ryan. Thank you very much to Ryan, and thank you to everyone for listening. Aaron and I will be back soon with a new podcast. Thanks again. Concussion Talk Podcast is presented by HeadCheck Health. HeadCheck Health bridges the gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Track Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, who rely on HeadCheck Health to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more. Music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound, www.bensound.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. 
Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.